the U.S. Archives recently began notifying readers online of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and others of being racist, misogynistic, and sexist. Meanwhile, the Chinese government has banned Niang Pao from appearing in any sort of media within their borders. More recently, even, AOC shows a powerful message about taxing the rich as she wears a $1,000 dress to the Met Gala where tickets cost $30,000. All of this and more on The Cripe Show. Main headline number one, the U.S. Archives has now put a banner saying hurtful language in front of uh, readers online reading the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. This is coming from a Snoops article. Uh, for those of you who do not know what Snoops is, Snopes, however you want to pronounce it, uh, it's a, it's a fact-checking website that claims to be uh, bipartisan, uh, no bias. So uh, typically, you know, when, 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 the media gets a hold of, hey, this conservative thinks that uh, this is being taken away. Immediately it goes to your conspiracy theorist and you're not telling the whole story. This is coming straight from Snoops, who claims to be a, uh, a non-biased uh, news outlet. This uh, is titled, Did National Archives Put, Quote, Harmful Language Alert on U.S. Constitution? This was published September 10th. The claim that they say, in early September 2021, the U.S. National Archives Records Association introduced a harmful language alert to accompany some historical documents on its website, including the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, and the Constitution. The rating mostly true. The context, the warning was not specific to the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, or the Constitution. Rather, it was placed as a banner across various records included in the website's catalog, meaning that, yes, if you read the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, or the Constitution, this harmful language alert will pop up. The origin, according to Snoops. In early September 2021, the U.S. National Archives Record Association, NARA, introduced a harmful language alert to accompany some historical documents on its website, including the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, and the Constitution. The move was reported by media outlets and several conservative news publications, including the Federalist and Washington Examiner, and, they, and was featured in social media memes sent to Snoops by readers such as the one below. I'm not going to read through these. I'm skipping to uh, the next paragraph in the story. Quote, the catalog and web page is, contains some content that may be harmful or difficult to view. NARA's records span the history of the United States, and it is our charge to preserve and make available these historical records, wrote an NARA in an online statement. Side note, isn't it just great that the National Archives has to explicitly say that what their mission statement is, shouldn't we just all know as American people, hey, the United States Federal Archives are supposed to preserve historical records and make them available? I, I think it really says a lot about our society when the, the Federal Archives, the National Archives has to say the catalog and web pages contain some content that may be harmful or difficult to view. NARA's records span the history of the United States and it is our charge to preserve and make available these historical records. So basically you're saying that, you know, we don't agree with some of the things in here, but we have to preserve them anyway because they're historical records. Okay, continuing, continuing on. As a result, some of the materials presented here may reflect outdated, biased, offensive, and possibly violent views and opinions. In addition, some of the materials may relate to violent or graphic events and are preserved for their historical significance. Yet again, we don't agree with a lot of this stuff, but we have to keep it in anyway. 
Some content includes items that may reflect racist, sexist, or xenophobic opinions or be discriminatory against views on sexuality, gender, and religion. Other items include graphic descriptions of historical events like a violent death, medical procedures, crime, acts of war or terrorism, and natural disasters. Since when does the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution reflect anything related to racism, sexism, or xenophobic opinions? When, when Correct me if I'm wrong, and I've read through these documents many times. There's no legitimate argument to be made of any of these comments. But yet again, the NARA, the National Archives Association, comes out and basically says the same thing. That we have to do this even though we don't agree with it. And who's and what's the we that we don't agree with? It's the fact that our society and our culture ha, ha, has changed so rapidly and, and has created such words such as racism to literally mean anything that I don't agree with. Okay? This ties into a way bigger picture picture though. Remember when they told us they being uh, the left, the uh, news media, that it was only Confederate statues that needed to come down. And then all these squishy conservatives and people on the left called people like me crazy for defending the right to have statues remain in place. I, I, I have argued a great deal about this topic. And if you are a recurring listener, you, you definitely know that. Um, but the negative effects when people called for the destruction of statues like Robert E. Lee's and Richmond and others are solely for the fact that this is where it leads to now. Okay. Obviously I have no problem with getting the stain of, uh, of the celebration of America's traders like Lee, uh, ridden from this country, but this whole statue debate has never been solely about the U S civil war. It's been about the soul of the nation entirely, what we were founded upon. And now it has led to this. The founding documents of our nation, the first of its kind, are now being tagged as containing hurtful language. Documents that at their birth were unlike anything humankind had ever seen. Documents that led to freedom and opportunity that changed the world. Documents that gave people hope to want to come to this great nation. Documents that led nations other than the United States to stand up to the tyranny and birth new nations focused on individual freedom and prosperity. This is the documents now that contain hurtful language. When we lose our respect and gratitude for our founding documents and the ideas that so many people fought for and that our country is built upon, we will become a more selfish and self-centered society. We already see this today. Now even, you know, like 30, so this is a, a survey from the Washington Times from 2017. 37% of Americans cannot even state one amendment to the Bill of Rights. 26% of Americans can name all three branches of the government, according to a 2017 uh, survey by the University of Pennsylvania. Most people don't even know who our chief justice is right now. Take for a second. Do you know who our chief justice is right now? It's John Roberts. Our society is being dumbed down. And when we, when we get the common people, when the, when the common people get stupid, that's when the elite in this country gain more and more power over our lives. Okay. How can we preserve something no one remembers or knows about? No wonder why the founding documents that provided all of us the rights, liberties, and freedoms we have today are being tagged as containing hurtful language. What's next? Censoring parts of the constitution, censoring parts of, of the declaration of independence, it already happens in the public square as is. Ask yourself, why could that not happen to one of the most influential documents in human history if it happens to some of the most influential people in our current time of day? The U.S. archives are caving to the, 
cancel culture stronghold in our society where instead of taking into account the who, what, where, when, and why, our society just continues to claim racism, misogyny, and whatever other ism or ist to destroy whatever doesn't agree with their agenda. It's really quite sad. And you can you can say you're going too far with this. You're going to the extremes here. We're seeing this. This is what it proves. When you have a majority or, or a big part of society that, that has very negative effect, uh, thoughts and feelings about the founding fathers and what it took to build this great country, just for the simple fact of, uh, like, for example, that, you know, they didn't outlaw slavery, even though if you really consider the facts, I'm not defending slavery. Okay. But when you really consider it and really dig down deep, if they put slavery in the cons- in, in the declaration of independence, it never would have gotten passed. If they would have outlawed that, how would they have gotten the Southern States to, to revolt against the tyranny of the British government. Okay. And for those of you listening that that are saying, well, that doesn't make up for it. That doesn't make up for it. The constitution was made to allow for amendments. Okay. Just remember that the constitution was made to allow for amendments. Try to name a couple before you go and, and claim racism. Story number two, the Chinese government has banned Nian Pao on television. This is an AP article from September 2nd titled China bans men it sees as not masculine enough from TV. Pardon me as I take a sip of water. In quotes, Beijing, China's government banned effeminate men on TV and told broadcasters Thursday to promote revolutionary culture, broadening a campaign to tighten control over business and society and enforce official morality. President Jinping has called for a national rejuvenication with tighter Communist Party control of business, education, culture, and religion. Companies and the public are under increasingly or increasing pressure to align with its vision for a more powerful China and healthier society. The party has reduced children's access to online games and is trying to discourage what it sees as unhealthy attention to celebrities. Side note: Wow, I wish I wish we could have a uh, I wish we could discourage. On uh, looking up to unhealthy attention to celebrities. And continuing on, broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal ethics. Wow, I don't even, my bad on that. The National Radio and TV Administration said using an insulting slang term for effeminate men, Niang Pao, or literally girly guns. That reflect reflects official concern that Chinese pop stars influenced by the sleek, fashionable look of some South Korean and Japanese singers and actors are failing to encourage China's young men to be masculine enough, end quote. Wow, the Chinese government for once is being more conservative than conservatives in America. They are blatantly saying what it is that I think many conservatives should be saying. Okay, and, I, and I'm not the most manly man. I'm not trying to say that, oh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the... You need to look at me when you define manly men. I'm just saying the simple fact that men in the society anymore are not what true men should look like. Side note, though, before I really dive deep into this, um, I, I really liked how it says in here that the campaign that the Chinese federal government or the Chinese government uh, has is 
to enforce official morality. I'm not really going to get into it on my show, but I would like to say that, you know, some people on the left and some on the right would say that morality is not controlled by politics or the government, but really it is. Just take the, like the abortion law in Texas that got passed a few weeks ago or even like a week ago. Um, as an example, our government laws that rule our great nation are fundamentally governing morality. Why can I not marry my brother in this country legally? Isn't that, you know, basically morality? Why, why, is, why, why was there outrage when Texas put a pretty a great abortion bill into, into practice? Why was there so much outrage across the country? That, that's morality. They're saying you can't kill another human being inside of another human being. Is that not morality? Is the government not saying that this is morality, that they're regulating morality? Moving on. The bigger picture, uh, the bigger issue I have with this is that once again, the United States is getting weaker. Okay. We've known and, and known and, and knew that the Chinese were wanting world power, world domination for decades. And they truly are set on knocking us down on the totem pole and diminishing our sphere of influence. I strongly believe that. I will not get into my stance on uh, the, the Chinese government banning Niang Pao or sissy men. I think you probably kind of know how I feel about this. Uh, but more so, I'm worried about how young men in our country are being raised versus what, uh, let's say, kids in China or Russia are being are being raised to. Okay, What are our young men being taught in our society versus the Russians or the Chinese? This can even... Uh, I shouldn't just say young men. I should say young people. Uh, women are just involved with this as men. I did not mean to leave them out. Uh, but like, how is our schooling different? According to the American Psychological, I mean, I'm missing everything today. Psychological Association in 2019, the divorce per a thousand marriages in the United States was 14.9, whereas in China in 2019 it was 3.9. This uh. There's a lot more. This is a very basic stat. And so from, from the looks of it, it's like, oh, well, like that's not a whole lot. Really, in reality, it is. And if you consider the fact that basically American families are five or four times more likely uh, to, to end in divorce versus Chinese families, this has a greater impact than what maybe this statistic shows. But this is not to mean hate on divorcees. Uh, I, it's a sad part of life, and I think it leads to many, many problems. Uh, but this is no way saying, you know, if you got in a divorce and you're going to hell or if you got a divorce and you're not a good person or you're not going to be a great father or a great mother. No, I'm just saying the simple fact is in that the declining two-parent household has been proven to lead to many problems, especially in the development of young people. Okay, When a young person doesn't have a strong role model that has a good morality, uh, that, that knows right from wrong, there, it tends to be easier to fall astray. Um, and you can see this in statistics all over the place. I don't want to bring those up for the sake of time, uh, but I will argue this. I actually wrote a paper in college, a lengthy paper about this. That if you uh, really want uh, to see my argument for the nuclear family, we can go uh, for there. Uh, but, but the family structure at the bottom line is significantly important. Okay. And the Chinese government is, is saying, look, all of these elite in this country that don't represent what, what we think that a man should look like. Okay, well, let's not have kids look up to that. Let's not have young women look up to Cardi B. Wet, but if you know uh, what I'm referring to, then I hope you're laughing a little bit. If you're referring to the, or if you're thinking about the episode that I had when I discussed Cardi B's WAP, uh, it was a good episode. You should go back and listen if you uh, haven't already listened to that. 
why why are young men looking up to uh, who's a, who's a good example? Uh, let, let's say uh, Wiz Khalifa or any any of these rappers that all they talk about uh, is banging hookers and the stereotypical rap. But so many young people. I work in school. Okay, I work in a public school. I've seen it. I was in high school. I mean, I'm not that young. I'm pretty young too. The, the, the figures that we have in places of power now, and I'm not talking political power, I'm just talking cultural power. This is who our young people are looking up to. This is who it is. When you think about all the movies, all the music, all the TV shows, all the video games, look at look at who young people, are, and even people my age, who are our role models in life? And if you're a parent out there, you I think we really need to be concerned with hey, who, who is these role models? Because I'm telling you what, it doesn't take much to convince someone one way or the other and if your role models are just talking about banging hookers and shooting up people on the streets, things like that, it is not a great thing to do. Story number three, AOCs tax the rich. So if those of you who don't know, um, <coughs> excuse me, this past Monday was the Met Gala. Uh, the Met Gala is literally just a giant party for the elite in our country where they wear uh, ridiculous outfits. I guess if you even call them outfits uh, and partying it up. Okay. If you're uh, if you've probably seen a picture of AOC's dress that was, it was white base white. And then in red, it said tax the rich. Uh, I, I really don't want to talk that much about it. I probably end up will just cause I like to ramble on. Um, but every year the Met Gala takes place. There's always, oh, this is the this is the conservative thing that we're gonna fight for and this argue about this year, blah blah blah. So I don't want to spend that much time. Uh, but all I want to say is that these people live in a fairy tale world. I'm 100% bought in the idea where the rest of us actually live in normal society. Okay, they preach to us how to live, and then off screen they live completely different against what they preach. Perfect example: mass. No one wearing masks, but yet, you know, school systems across the country are forced and mandated to wear masks, okay? Where were the masks? The only pictures I actually saw of the Met Gala of people wearing masks, other than the occasional celebrity, were the working people working the event. It probably was, I don't know, because the attendees didn't want to breathe the same air as us common folk, maybe. Getting uh, specifically to the AOC tax the rich dress, though. Okay, tickets to the Met Gala cost $30,000. Okay, that dress was easily worth more than $1,000. So just on the low ball, we're saying $31,000 to go to this event. Okay, this is the people a majority of kids my age vote for. Okay, tax the rich. I'm going to wear a statement. I'm going to make a statement. Tax the rich. As if they don't get taxed enough, okay, while enjoying a $1,000 cocktail, okay? The media, the median ha- household income in the United States is around like $69,000, $70,000, okay? That's like half of your income going towards one night for dinner. Don't, ta- don't, don't preach tax the rich when you're, in the, when you're part of the rich. And last time I checked, AOC hasn't really given a whole lot of her money away. I truly believe this is a big slap in the face to Americans who support the progressive wing of our political sphere. If this is what progressivism is, I would strongly recommend that you stay far away.
Lastly, minor news stories from the past week. This first one probably is the most important news story from the past week. I just chose not to talk about it a whole lot and to keep it brief because I'm tired of talking about vaccines and tired of talking about COVID because uh, really it's all just nonsense at this point anyway. Uh, but the September 9th, President Biden mandates and, and is going to supposedly really enforce uh, the mandate stating that private companies are to force their employees to get the Wu flu vaccine. Okay, there are many things wrong with this. The biggest is just this is clearly government overreach. The government has no right to tell private employers what to force upon their employees. Like this is like the, don't even get me started. That's all I want to say is is that th- this is going on. This is a big news story, uh, and I'm really glad that places like and companies like the Daily Wire are fighting back against this. Not because they're anti-vax, but because it's simply absurd that the federal government step in into private companies and force upon them these stupid, terrible laws and, and, and forcing private companies to mandate the, the COVID vaccine. It's not going to do well in the upcoming elections. I'm just going to tell all you uh, Democratic listeners out there if I have any. It's it's not a winning strategy. This is not a winning strategy. Clearly, anybody who's wanted to get the vaccine by now has gotten the vaccine. And anybody who hasn't probably isn't going to get it. Moving on. The uh, California governor recall election was uh, kind of finalized today. From what I saw uh, last known Source 63% approximately of the vote went to incumbent Democrat Gavin Newsom. Uh, the remaining others really went, went to one Republican, that is Larry Elder. I think that this is a great sign for California. I actually believe that the numbers are off a little bit. You know, ooh, Seth, the conservative claiming voter fraud. Well, there, there's always fraud, one. But if anything that the 2020 election taught me is that there's more voter fraud going on than what we've seen. And, and the real clear indicator here is, is that local news sources, which very tend to lead uh, and lean to the left, are the ones recording a lot of this, this fraud. Okay, There's tons of people that have gone into their precincts and the, the people at the precinct are telling them that they already voted. And they're like, well, we never voted for it. And so local news gets a hold of this. And then the mainstream media just blows this up and says, this is all a Republican conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's the local news's, news stations that are recording this, that are airing this. And they're not run by conservatives at all. But whatever. The Green Bay Packers lost their first game of the 2022 NFL season, 38-3. to uh, All I put, put on my notes is, ouch. This is uh, I don't want to talk about it any more than that. Just keeping you updated on how the Packers are doing this season. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll make a comeback here real soon. Second to last, CNBC reported today that Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley called his Chinese counterpart twice in the waning days of Donald Trump's presidency to secretly reassure Beijing that the U.S. would not attack. A Milley, Milley spokesperson confirmed. Okay, so basically, January 2020, uh, President Trump, like how they've told us for four or five years that he was uh, insane, that he was uh, going to start another world war, he was going to fire off these nukes, that he was uh, incompetent, not able to uh, mentally be a president. Well, he proved everyone wrong. Okay, and and the fact that the the joint the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, some of the most powerful people 
in the United States went behind the duly elected president of the United States of America, went behind his back and, and, and reported to someone who we we don't even consider allies, somebody that wants to take us out, a country that's been stealing billions of dollars from us every day through technology uh, and through other things, a, a country that is clearly set on destroying us, whether that's from we destroying ourselves within or from them dominating us in every aspect of uh society okay but but apparently president trump was backed into a pretty tight wall pretty tight wall it's really sad i would view this as treason that's my opinion illegal immigration apprehension jumped from august of 2020 to august of 2021 317 percent uh i should reiterate so the the number for august 2020 compared to the number from august uh, 2021 was 317% higher. This is crazy. And one thing to say to conservatives, one thing to say to uh, liberals, okay. Conservatives is th- it's, it's clearly obvious that to liberals uh, and Democrats and the mainstream media, that this is only going to be talked about. And the problem we have at the border when either there's an election year or it fits some kind of other narrative uh, that's going to hurt a, a GOP member. Is clearly obvious. And for Democrats that are going to say, well, no, that's not the case. That is clearly the case. Biden talked about it during his, you know, bid for his, his, uh, for the president back in 2020. And look at, just take a minute. How much has this been in the news? Okay. A 300% increase in apprehensions in a, in a, in a month in August. That's a lot of people coming in. Okay. And, and to top it all off. So president Biden mandates that private companies, have all their employees vaccinated, yet there's no requirements for these people coming into the border to be vaccinated. I thought we were so worried about COVID. I thought like COVID was the end-all, be-all goal. You think that if, if a 300% increase in people and undocumented people coming through our border, that the Democratic Party and the president would have more things to say about it than what they do, because they're pretty silent about it, which tells me one of two things. One is that they, they just strictly don't care they strictly don't care about anything that happens on the border or, and, or two COVID is all COVID doesn't really, it's not that bad. It's clearly not that bad. If there are, if there have been over a million people come into the United States illegally and, and, and there's no mandate for them to be vaccinated and really no plan for them to be vaccinated, even though we have so many vaccines that are going to waste because we're just not using them. Why are we not? Why is why is the Biden administration? Why is Kamala Harris, who I haven't even seen in the news for the past month, do anything of any sort of significance? Why isn't anyone promoting this? Why isn't Nancy Pelosi promoting this? Why why are why are public schools all across the country and even especially in Indiana forced to mandate wearing masks while three three hundred percent increase in illegal immigration apprehension in just a month? And the, and COVID really doesn't exist. I guess maybe COVID doesn't exist down in Mexico. Maybe it's really what it, or wherever else these people are coming from. My two cents on that. Sadly, that is all we have time for this week. If you're not subscribed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen, please subscribe if you enjoyed the show. To recommend topics or to ask a question that may or I guess will be answered on the show, please email me at sittingwithseth at gmail.com.